Welcome to Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Klegel. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki Klegel with Fulfill Your Legacy, and I am so happy that you're here with us listening to Live in Life Within the Sweet Spot. So I'm an author, a coach, and a speaker. I'm also the founder of Fulfill Your Legacy, where I help others deeply partner their life with God, clarify and define their God-given life purpose, and tap into the Trinity in all that offers so they can reach their goals higher than they ever dreamed possible. I like to lead them to a place where they are empowered by the work they do, the health they're in, and the relationships they have. But Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. I love that verse, and that's what we're going to focus on today. But I am very excited to do this show today. It's a little bit of a serious one, but I know it's one that a lot of people want. To be honest with you, I'm up to almost 200 emails from listeners asking me to do different topics and turning in their questions. We're going to get to a couple of those questions at the end of today, but the topic is is on grieving and loss and how we move on and move forward through that. And so I've brought in one of my pastors. And so this, if you're on Facebook, you can actually see us. So those of you who um, would like to get to the live um, viewing of this, you can go to Nikki Klegel, Fulfill Your Legacy. That's my Facebook page. I also have a personal one. So make sure you go to Nikki Klegel, Fulfill Your Legacy. And then you can see both myself and Pastor Mark Haverdink. So go ahead and and just say hi to everyone a little bit. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Pastor Mark, and uh, just glad to be here with you, Nikki, and to talk about uh, grief and um, and moving on, how to respond to that. That's that's a large, large topic, and I know um, authors have written different types of books um, on on those things, and those are are wonderful. Those are good. There's grief support groups. We'll talk about those kind of things. And I encourage those things to happen um, in a, in a person's life and just going through that. And I want to be very upfront. Uh, a resource that I have used most recently is uh, Grief Share. Mm-hmm. Grief Share is a, is a specific group. It's nationwide. Um, so whoever's listening today, you can you know type in griefshare.org. And you can find groups that, that are meeting, and they're meeting throughout uh, the year in, uh, at different times. And you can go through a, a 12-week time where um, it's interactive, uh, but yet only as much as you want it to be. Uh, you can go and, and listen, uh, usually to a video, as well as then there's some, some group time together. And, and the individuals that lead those are, are super compassionate people that that if you just want to come and just sit and listen mm-hmm. you may do that but if you uh, want to f- share some things that are on your heart it's welcome you're, that's welcomed as well and so yeah that's where I'm coming from today and I yeah. want to give the credit and kudos to yeah. grief share that these aren't necessarily my own ideas but it's just things that I've been gleaning over mm-hmm. over the years and we'll just touch on a, a handful of those topics. Yeah, I really love that you're doing that and giving people a good resource. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead unless somebody beats me to it who's watching, but um, go ahead and look up a grief share. I'm sure it's griefshare.com. 
dot orgy actually dot orgy sorry so um we can always post that there hey sherry nice seeing you you can if you want you can go to griefshare.org and post it up on the facebook feed but for those of us who are just listening let's get started on it i particularly like that you're doing this because you're a pastor that is getting out there and working with the people meeting with them in their in their places mm-hmm. and so you you come up against this a lot yep. And, yep. and so okay let's start with a couple questions and then for those of you listening and who have listened several times now you know that I like to address things in a, a formula a format of sorts where I look at what the problem is we've kind of talked about this maybe death maybe loss grief of something that's now gone And then we look at what the word says. And so since I'm bringing in um, Pastor Mark, I know he'll share some Bible verses. We'll try to, I'll take notes and try to sum up what some of those key Bible verses are. And then we're going to take a little time before we head out to just kind of look at what the blessings might be if we follow some of these actions and these words. And last, we're going to leave with the challenge because we always have free will. And God gave us so much of this, the written word, a wise counsel, but if we don't use it and step into it, it's really hard to um, progress. And so we're going to challenge ourselves as we're listening to be thinking on those things. So the first question I think is really fitting. Why don't we just sort of talk a little bit about the problem? What is grief really? When, when a person experiences grief, and I want to first say that that can mean a number of things that a person might be grieving from as um, one of our introduction conversations that we had of a uh, high school senior doing one of the, the lasts, um, mm-hmm. last band performance, the last football game uh, before the end of their mm-hmm. high school career. Moms, when their kids are all gone and now right. they're home alone. Right, that mm-hmm. can be things that we grieve because mm-hmm. it's, it's really a transition that takes place to, to the very obvious uh, grieving situations of the loss of, of someone very special to us that might come through a death. I think sometimes that's where individuals assume that to be all grief, but there's also those things when relationships uh, come to an end, um, whether that's through a separation or a divorce or maybe even um, a move. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lose your next door neighbors that yeah. you had some backyard relationships with and, mm-hmm. and things are different that way. We all go through a number of different grief yeah. items yeah. and things throughout our life that happens. But mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, through grief share, one of the, the things that you talk about is just that grief is intense mm-hmm. um, and it hits us all in, in a variety of different ways and times. It can be from, um, some even physical illness mm-hmm. that have taken place. I, I've visited with individuals that have lost their spouse only to find two, three weeks later, they, they ended up being hospitalized, yep. you know, and, and because of a number of reasons that have happened and, and just their, their physical condition catches up with their emotions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that even happens um, where it's intense that way. It can be very chaotic uh, where it's a, you don't really know which way is up. Uh, as you go in, and we've all heard maybe some of those stereotypical ones of hardly able to get out of the house, uh, to go through the daily functions that happens, and that's all a very normal and, and normal response of those feelings. You're not alone in those feelings. That's, that's pretty human mm-hmm. to be feeling that way of how do I start to function again mm-hmm. in that time of chaos. What's so difficult is in our own lives it feels like life stops. Mm-hmm. 
but maybe you look outside your window <clears throat> and you see the rest of your neighborhood getting on to life of going to work. The school yeah. bus is still running. Um, the, the thing that's happening downtown is still happening, even though your life comes to a screeching halt mm-hmm. or you find yourself, you have to in, engage and go into that, but you're still back yeah, know, maybe a few weeks or a few months of of a grief event that has happened, mm-hmm. and and you find yourself yeah not sure even how to feel, how to react to those things. You can feel extremely very uh, just numb mm-hmm. through that that mm-hmm. all of how can I engage life again? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another part of just defining grief and the feelings that come around grief is it's easy to feel like, am I losing my mind? Mm-hmm. That goes with this chaos that we forget things mm-hmm. that normally wouldn't have been a big deal to remember, mm-hmm. but we forget things that, that go on mm-hmm. um, because our mind is getting, you know, all encompassing of all these other feelings that we forget the stuff that's very, probably very important to us. And we think, how would I forget that? Mm-hmm. But you have to realize you're you're going through something that maybe you've never gone through before, mm-hmm. and so your 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 mind, yourself is getting used to how to respond to that. Mm-hmm. I think in that mm-hmm. also in in the grief process, and I'm speaking a little bit more largely now, mm-hmm. is is we feel maybe there's an a, appropriate time to share our emotions and let them go freely. Mm-hmm. But as maybe people who are type A or have a, a schedule to their life to say like, okay, now it's the funeral is over. Mm-hmm. Um, the boxes have been packed up. Yeah. I should be okay now. Yeah. And we, um, we hide maybe our true emotions when a person maybe has been going through this for a number of years mm-hmm. that they don't know how they should be feeling. Yeah. Um, and they hide those, they suppress, you know, some of those emotions and feelings and pack that away. Maybe has been going through this for a number of years. Okay. The other is then giving yourself um, maybe the, the freedom yeah. to identify. The, yeah. yeah, permission yeah. to form their own proper response to life. Yeah. Is is that and there's a lot of times just in general we feel like we need to look like the other person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's now more important to I need to look like myself mm-hmm. of how I'm going through this. Other people maybe have experienced similar things. Yeah. But I haven't experienced those similar things. Now, mm-hmm. there's things we can learn from them, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe they can even help us process through that. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we can have a lot of pressure mm-hmm. by saying, okay, it's now been two weeks. Mm-hmm. I should be over this by now. Right, right. That and, whole comparing and, yourself. Right, right. Yeah. And when in grief, it's, it's dangerous, I think, to put a timeline together. Mm-hmm. Yep. We can sometimes put our own timeline together. I know one of the points, this is just uh, kind of responding is when you make large decisions, yep. giving yourself the permission and even building that into place where you don't make a large decision, maybe even for the first year. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we're forced to, sometimes we have to. Uh, hopefully you have loved ones around you that can help you and affirm those decisions. But sometimes it's important just to, just to settle down mm-hmm. uh, for a little while and give yourself permission that you don't have to 
mm-hmm. clean out the closet mm-hmm. of your spouse's belongings. Mm-hmm. It's not hurting anyone no. where it's sitting there. Um, yeah. Giving yourself permission that's, that's a someday yeah. that's going to take place. I really like that you um, started the show kind of letting people know that <laughs> they shouldn't, for one, um, almost think like you, you sort of have to qualify to be mm-hmm. considered grieving and that it could be just things that one other person might think is nothing but it's serious to you and and that matters and then also you know just sort of talking about some of the symptoms Mm -hmm. because I think yeah if you like you said it's almost like you have another thing now that you feel like I'm dealing with all this and now on top of it I'm what getting forgetful or stressed yelling at my kids and now we're fighting well because you're stressed and you're dealing with something or whatever the deal is but um just Everybody that will be listening to this show, they're from other countries Mm. and Mm. their stressors are different. And I just want everyone to know that um, grieving is happening. It's real to you and nobody here questions. Nobody should question your grieving process and there should be no um, speed in which you do it. I know my mom who lost her husband, um, it, she didn't, she managed to run around like she was fine. Mm. And then about, I don't know, six months, a year later is when it really started to hit her. Mm-hmm. It was like, she just couldn't do, do it. Right. So I understand right. that everybody's, everyone's different. I love that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we are talking about that. I sort of eased us into yep. that next yep. question is kind of what does it mean then to move on and how do we do this? Right. One of the things, um, that I, I, I read and which I really appreciate is, is to learn how to take things with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. meaning you might get bombarded with lots of coping mechanisms, lots of ideas, lots of suggestions of how to, how to move on mm-hmm. and how, how to do that. And, and uh, grief share in the, the book that I was reading through them said, take the one grain that fits you. Oh. And let the others throw over your shoulder. Yeah. Be thrown, thrown off to the side. Mm-hmm. Find the one that makes the connection for you. Don't feel like you have to do everything that's been given to you as mm-hmm. far as advice goes. You know, maybe it's, it's finding that one friend mm-hmm. that's reached out to you that has had a similar experience of grief mm-hmm. that you say, you know, having that weekly coffee time mm-hmm. with or that once a month go for go for a run or a walk mm-hmm. uh, together that you can enter into that that grief time is um, extremely healthy but mm-hmm. it maybe doesn't mean that you have to go through you know a retreat or right. that you need to speak about it or you have to mm-hmm. you know do all these other things that that people will give you mm-hmm. but find the one thing yeah. that that fits you fits your personality mm-hmm. and where that's at if you're having a hard time I think finding what that is, mm-hmm. then it's healthy to talk with your, your, in your faith community, talk to mm-hmm. a pastor, talk to one of the, the elders or talk to uh, you know, a counselor or a therapist to say, you know, I'm having a difficult time identifying that and they might help you right. identify that one area that would work, that for, would you. work for you. That yeah. Way, so. so I like you bring, you brought that up as well, because I think that can fit nicely into our um, mm-hmm. consider the word. You know how people listening now are kind of used to this, but I'll often say, you know, whatever you're struggling with, just grab your Bible, go to the concordance in the back or go on the internet and type in Bible verses on grieving. And 
30, 100 will come up and they, they will overwhelm you. And some of them aren't meant for you necessarily. It's living word. And when you read those verses, some of them are going to come to life and nudge you and stir you or something. And those are the ones that you want to like latch on to, meditate over, whatever you want to do. But same thing, like all these, those Bible verses are all treasures, Mm -hmm. but they're not all going to speak to you right then. Same with all this advice. I love that. Absolutely. Okay. I think part of it, um, when I think about grief and moving on, it does involve community. Mm -hmm. I think when you you do it with other people, it, it... in, and this is coming from a pastor who's very people oriented and, and want to encourage others. I think the process and the experience for yourself will go well and better for you versus um, trying to do it by yourself. Okay. This is a good time to head to break. And so we hang on everyone. We're in a good place right now. We'll see you back in just a few seconds. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with her successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Voice America Empowerment and get ready to soar. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki with Fulfill Your Legacy, and we are back on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. I just want to remind listeners coming in halfway through that we're talking about grief and how to deal with that, how to move on. And I brought in Pastor Mark Haverdink. He's also resourced griefshare.org as a place that you might want to go to. Um, Some of the things he's going to be talking about are straight out of there. Uh, but he's got some great things, and he's just about getting ready to kind of share with us a story, has some biblical reference. Do you want to kind of jump into that? Or? Yeah, okay. you know, as we were talking about grief, um, sometimes we can be tempted to just kind of do it alone, mm-hmm. just walk walk through this path, be our own, you know, cross to bear. And, and there's maybe sometimes we have to do that when we have to go alone and just uh, just bravely go and knowing that the Holy Spirit walks and goes with us. But in the Bible, there's, you know, a number of different places. Um, and one that is so vivid is, is, is with Moses. And um, the, the Israelites are in battle. And as, as he is, as long as Moses has his arms up, the Israelites are, are uh, winning and um, are doing well. But every time he puts his arms down, they start to, to lose the battle. And, and Moses has people around him and hold up his arms mm-hmm. while they're going through this battle. And mm-hmm. I think yeah, that may not have a specific grief uh, connection there, but the, but the mental picture that it, that it displays in our minds mm-hmm. is so important to have those around you come in and be close with you. And I think sometimes a temptation is you know, with that is going to be that person is going to become my forever friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think to put that kind of expectation is too much on them as well as for yourself, because Mm -hmm. it can lead to disappointment Mm -hmm. if that doesn't turn into that person. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's for right then and right now, someone walks alongside you, Mm -hmm. holds up your arm, if you will, Mm -hmm. and says, I'm going to be with you through this. Mm -hmm. I think we can never forget the words from probably one of the most most read Psalms at, at funerals and the requests that mm-hmm. people ask me to share either in a meditation or even in just the devotions is Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. And, and the part, the verse that I want to share is, is when, when uh, the, the psalmist says, you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will not fear for you are with me. And that's that, that spiritual community, the Holy Spirit walking with us. And that can give us a great sense of hope because he's going to walk with us through that. And as we talked before about grief, not necessarily having a timeline that matches up with weeks and calendars and years, mm-hmm. but it just maybe even affects us for the remainder of our life. Mm-hmm. We know that we don't walk alone, but we walk with the Holy Spirit through that. Yeah. So um, I'm just sort of thinking now of like, the person who's lost a spouse or something like that. And um, in a question that's going to be coming to us at the end, but so often the grieving is compounded by worry of other things. Mm. For instance, like this verse gives such peace knowing that that person Mm -hmm. then is comforted and resting on the other things. We sometimes think grief is like an, our issue Mm -hmm. and it is, I mean, it's in us. But 
there might be so many more things that are compounding, I think, are dealing and coping and really getting to a pastor or some of these other things. And like this verse gives so much peace and comfort Mm -hmm. in that, you know, God's got that Mm -hmm. other person Mm -hmm. and they're safe. And, you know, I know that's still a loss for us, but, you know, maybe clarity in your mind of which am I more worried? What am I doing both? And kind of healing Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. both. And I think, yeah. When a person processes grief, there's there's the first elements of grief, yeah. and that's the loss of the person. Yeah. It's the loss of the job. It's the loss of the event that, mm-hmm. that you are so looking forward to and holding on to. Then there's the secondary losses mm-hmm. that take place, mm-hmm. and that's the, the person that always got the groceries mm-hmm. or the, the, the person who always took out the trash mm-hmm. or the, you know, gave the car a once over or, you know, planned the route, um, even was the scheduler or, you know, the social arranger for yeah. things that happen. Those things disappear. And like you were saying, it, it's, it comes in different waves mm-hmm. that these things happen, but then now this is that, this is something he, he would always do. He would fix these things. So I don't know how to fix it. Who should I ask? Yeah. And that's again, where those community pieces uh, come around. I, I, I visited with a young mom who, who lost her husband and she had four young kids. And she said, I just need someone to come look at the lawnmower to make sure it's okay. Yeah. Cause that's something he would do. Yeah. And make sure it's okay that it wouldn't break down throughout the, the season. Um, yeah. But it, do I need to do something with the oil? Mm-hmm. She was asking those very honest questions mm-hmm. and, and I felt honored that she was asking me and right. we arranged someone to take a look at, at her lawnmower right. for just to give her peace of mind. Yeah. But those are examples, real life examples mm-hmm. of the losses that, that can take place as well as it can really feel encompassing Yeah, that grief doesn't just happen mm-hmm. in those quiet moments, but it's real moments when it's like, we got to mow the lawn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be okay? Yeah. Uh, here it is again. I so. love, okay, so I did get a sidetrack though, because That's that okay. is a beautiful metaphor though mm-hmm. of Jesus or Moses knowing that he, he needed, he needed help. Right. He physically couldn't do it. And we're going to have that where we mm-hmm. physically can't get through it. And that the Bible verse at the very beginning where with man, it's impossible. There's going to be times where some of this loss seems impossible, right. but with God, you know, we can do it. Absolutely. All right. So what more do you have then on terms of that? Well, um, regarding just the, the continued with the community and, and the, the grief is sometimes the fear of uh, how do I display? Mm-hmm. H- how do I look? Mm-hmm. How do I act? Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that, uh, again, through Grief Share, uh, specifically uh, an event that we've done is called Surviving the Holidays, is giving yourself a break. Yes. Um, you know, the family outings, mm-hmm. um, the first family outing, going to something, ex- maybe extended family or maybe their side of the family, mm-hmm. and you're, they're inviting you to come and they want you to come. And yeah. It's maybe feeling a bit oppressive mm-hmm. to come but giving yourself permission to leave early and maybe even saying, thank you for the invitation. Mm-hmm. I plan to be there, but I, I may come a little late yeah, yeah. and I might have to leave a little early yeah. um, and, and say there's, it's nothing no. against you or that, but just I'm easing into this time. Yeah. Especially these firsts of mm-hmm. going through the first Christmas or the first Thanksgiving. These are first traditions, yeah. you know, that, that are maybe have always been there. 
there and will continue to be, but you're giving yourself that break with that is, is how is being honest with your feelings. Uh It's maybe an easy thing to say, or maybe you want to say, yeah, I'm fine. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. And I'll be there. Mm -hmm. And then the whole night feeling like you're a water balloon ready to burst. Right. And if that happens, that's okay. You're around good people, loving people Mm -hmm. and and our emotions can act in strange ways sometimes where that can come. Um, I've had people say it surprised me out of, out of nowhere. I was in the grocery store and I saw the type of cereal my spouse always ate. Mm-hmm. And I've walked past that cereal many times since their passing. Right. But this time it hit me. Yeah. And, and I think that's something to understand about those emotions. And it's good to allow that to come out. I think a, a good story that I've heard many times, but it's so true. It's so vivid is when we suppress those emotions and and just kind of pack them away. It's like taking an internal uh, emotional can of root beer. Yep. And we give it a little shake. Yep. And, and the, and, and the next thing comes along and it shakes a a little bit more Mm -hmm. and then a little bit more, a little bit more until something really uh, something out of the blue Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be that big a deal causes the the can to, to right. erupt mm-hmm. and and you yourself are like why is this causing me to act this way why is this all pouring out and maybe even confusing around the people around you mm-hmm. and you realize I've maybe packed away three four five different times mm-hmm. where I've suppressed that mm-hmm. and it just has stayed inside and then finally it all came out mm-hmm. out of something that we don't really even understand mm-hmm why that was like should have had that kind of response that that takes place now we um had that as a question you know kind of i I was hoping to touch on that with the people (laughs) listening is what are some dangers if we sort of you know try to push things down that that being one of them do you have more that you want to Um, talk about you know i think it's it's not being honest with yourself Mm -hmm. you Um, feel like an imposter or yeah you can feel very fake Uh um you can feel like Someone who, um, when you keep saying that, I'm fine, I'm mm-hmm. fine, and you're not fine, mm-hmm. um, th- can that I? can get kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, even, again, entering back into this chaos, yeah. you know, that's, you have to find the place where you can be honest, you know, with, with other people. Can I ask you something about that? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm wondering if it's sort of like, I'll use me when I sin. And I just don't want to admit it or try to block it out or think that I'm really not doing that or whatever the case may be. If I don't, if I, if I'm not aware enough mm-hmm. to admit it or talk about it, even to God, then mm-hmm. I'm, then there's no healing that can happen through right. it. Like, you know, that pushing it down, even if you could just talk to God quietly mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it, because you know, then it's like, you know, giving it up right. and then the healing starts to well, work. Well, I appreciate you sharing that because we don't often want to admit to that. Right. And maybe, maybe months have passed, years have passed, you're feeling okay, but maybe there's still some of those things that are deep down within you mm-hmm. that you're still grieving and you've maybe bought into the, um, the belief to saying, I should be over by, over this by now. Right. A good person. Right. Would be over this by now. Mm-hmm. And that in some twisted way that when we grieve and we cry mm-hmm. or other emotions come out, mm-hmm. it feels like we're not living up to what God has called us to do. 
Yeah. We have to remember Jesus grieved as yeah. well. Yeah. Jesus grieved as well. He, mm-hmm. he grieved, you know, uh, when Lazarus died, he went to yeah. his friend, but he, he showed up late. Mm-hmm. And his grief was really not so much about Lazarus dying, mm-hmm. but it was the people's unbelief. Yeah. You, you see about that when he cries out for Jerusalem mm-hmm. and it's the people's unbelief that mm-hmm. that's happening. But Jesus grieved as well and he lived out a perfect life. Right. So grieving is not necessarily yeah, really glad a you said sin, that. Uh, is not a sin no. by any means. And it's, it's perfectly normal. Yeah. And it's, even very healthy yeah. to, to do those kind of yeah, things. Yeah, I'm really so, glad you yeah. clarified that out for people. That's really good. Absolutely. Um, so anything else with suppressing? Yeah, it's just important just to be honest with yourself. Uh-huh. And and I think when you surround yourself with other honest people, uh-huh. you find it to be easy yeah. to, be, to be honest that way. Yeah. The other part of that within the group, and I remember um, – Others that have talked about this, thinking that their situation was the worst mm-hmm. and becoming a, a little bit comparative yeah. through that to say, well, yeah, okay, she lost her husband of 66 years, 70 years. That's a long time. But mine was much worse by, yeah. mine, we were oh, only married no. 40 years uh-huh. and we had so much more. You got to live long. You can yeah. get into this comparison factor that that's not healthy. No. And it's good just to go and receive yeah. and to talk. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, in there, you'll find people being honest. And I think it gives a, a good place to just understand what that looks like, mm-hmm. um, what true community yeah. looks like. You're going there and you might receive a blessing yep. and you might give a blessing without even knowing mm-hmm. that those things are happening. Okay. So mm-hmm. we're down to like four, three, four minutes on this mm-hmm. break time, but I want to get to like kind of this new place. Now you're, you're getting on the other side. It's almost right. the gift now, but um, sort of embracing this new place, this right. new identity. Yep. How do you do the, that? The moving on part takes us to that place. And, and some folks have a, a real fear of moving on because they feel like they're going to forget yeah. their loved one. They're mm-hmm. going to forget maybe some of the dreams or the feelings that they have going forward. And and when we move on, and this is how I've come to understand it, it doesn't mean that we forget the memories that have been etched into our hearts. Right. You know, in fact, I think it's very healthy to say, I remember yeah, And to do that around your family, to do that around your friends. In fact, I've had someone say, it gives me such honor mm-hmm. to remember your dad or remember your mom mm-hmm. and to say that, or even for a child to say, I remember how excited he would get for baseball season mm-hmm. because that's communicating to that other person. Your loved one had an impact on me mm-hmm. and I don't want to forget that. I want to yeah. hold on to those things. So part of moving on, is does not mean that you're going to forget, you know, the situation that happened or mm-hmm. the emotions tied to that. Um, it doesn't mean that you're you're doing that, that you're leaving them behind. Their their love for you is going to be with you forever. With the steps of moving on is also a great expression of your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, Christianity specifically is is very hope filled and moving forward with that hope in that one day, that great day mm-hmm. when we will get to see Jesus face to face and and our loved ones who have received him as their Lord and Savior will be together in this community. And I know that's a, 
a hard thing for me. It's a hard thing for many people because I my my desire to see my dad again. Yeah. Where is that in seeing my Lord and Savior? Yeah. And and so I want to keep that um, in proportion. In proportion that way. And I know that when I get to heaven, maybe some of those relationships aren't going to mean as much as they do on this side of heaven. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that they're any less mm-hmm. than that as well. Mm-hmm. But it's a hope that we have in Christ mm-hmm. um, and that we, we lean towards that and cling to those things that it's through Christ mm-hmm. that we have that, that desire one day that we're going to be living with him eternally mm-hmm. and our loved ones will be in that great cloud Place of witnesses and, yeah, and, really good. And, and, and moving forward with that, I think is giving yourself permission to look forward to the next day. Yeah. The next day that those each and every one of those days is going to lead us closer to the day in which we're going to get to see, to see Christ. Um, okay. So, some of the other parts uh, that I, I continue to think about moving on is then uh, giving yourself permission to find joy. Yeah. And, and yeah. maybe that'd be something that we can talk about as we, we come back from the break. Yeah. Uh, just giving yourself permission to do that. And, and I like it. Um, not feeling guilty when you yes I, th- experience I, I see this I see this happen with people all right you guys we're going to come back after the break we're going to just touch on some a, a little bit more of the gifts that we get as we progress through these <laughs> stages um, but we're coming to question and answer Pastor Mark Haverdink will be with us when we come back stay tuned and we will see you after the break on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. For so many years, adults and teens have experienced a breakdown in communication. It doesn't have to be like this. Listen for Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Coach Lily and her guest will tackle subjects like bullying, self-esteem issues, teen pregnancy, substance abuse, and more. It's all about getting teens and the adults in their lives to think differently. You could save a teen's life. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you frustrated that you can't seem to achieve your goals? Stop struggling and discover your power on Creatrix, creating the life you want, hosted by Amira Mondin. 
This show features the world's most intriguing guests, ready to guide you to self-realization using the powerful gift of your own mind. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki with Living Life Within the Sweet Spot, and we are back. We are discussing what's what to do when you're in a situation where you're just sort of in a foothold of grief. It's kind of got you, and, and it's a tough place, and you want to progress through it, and some of the things that you might have to go through. And I've got Pastor Mark Havertink here sharing some insight <coughs> on how we can do this a little better. And I want to just quickly touch on the problem, the word, the gift of choice. Uh, the problem is just maybe when we're in the midst of it. I mean, we do with time progress, but um, when we're just down in the midst of it, that's that's what we're talking about today. That's the problem. The word, he talked about a couple of things, a reference of Moses um, being in battle and realizing that, you know, when his arms were up, they would win. And when he put his arms down, they wouldn't. And him needing to rally around um, get help and have people um, help him hold his hands up and and us calling for help by wise counsel by pastors by family is okay and we need to put put aside any worries that 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 we should be able to handle it on our own it's okay and then um the psalm 23 walking through the, sh- the valley of the shadows of death and just that comfort that the Lord is with us always through all of that. And also if this is um, the loss of a spouse or a child or whatever, um, that brings such great comfort. These losses that we're talking about might be jobs, might be um, if you're ill and the loss of the old life that you used to have, you know, all sorts of losses that we're talking about. Um, But he also brought up a really good, um, biblical reference to remember because I was making reference to um you know lifting up things and not hiding them he said you know try try not to hide your your worries and your um things that are bothering you and lift them up and speak with them and ask for help and I said you know I do that like sometimes if I'm sinning I might not realize it right away I might be trying to kind of hide it from myself and then I'm not asking for help or I'm not lifting up to God because I'm not even really owning that place. And he making sure that we knew and, and didn't want us looking at grieving as sin. I, of course, didn't mean that, but it's true. And we have to be very mindful that it's not bad to be in this kind of awful place for a little while where we're grieving, but there's ways out and or through, I guess is a better word through it. And that's what we're really um, getting at now. So we just touched on hope. Go back and listen to the last break. We were talking a little bit about the hope we can get, but you were just getting ready to talk joy. And then we have two questions I want to for sure get to. Some individuals, I was reading through a grief devotional 
and and the individuals they felt so guilty mm-hmm. after they had gone out and they had a good time. Yeah. And yeah. and maybe they didn't think about their grief situation mm-hmm. because that's how grief can be. It can be very encompassing and everywhere you go, mm-hmm. you're thinking about those different things. You're comparing yourself to other situations and maybe they let go yeah. of that and they forgot mm-hmm. for a little while. Mm-hmm. And that's very healthy. Mm-hmm. It's good to get to those places where I didn't think about my spouse. I didn't think about my cancer. I didn't yeah. think about my job loss. Mm-hmm. And that's, I feel the Holy Spirit breaking in and mm-hmm. giving you a breath of fresh air to say life mm-hmm. is still worth living. Mm-hmm. Life, there's joy that's going to be there. Yes, you've had some trauma mm-hmm. and tough things that you've had to walk through. Mm-hmm. But just as Jesus says, you know, I've I've overcome that. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's joy that can come in mm-hmm. a, a faithful life following me mm-hmm. and I'm giving you tastes of what that mm-hmm. what that looks like with that being said I, I wish there's a way that we could just really you know bottle that up and say this is how is the perfect way to grief and then by the time you're finished with it you're uh, you can say I've, I've made it I've made yeah. it through no one grieves perfectly no no everyone grieves in a different format a different time different ways mm-hmm. and some of those things can come very quickly and other times it can be things that have occurred decades ago mm-hmm. that you're processing maybe for the very first time mm-hmm. Ident- getting that to that identity the new identity mm-hmm. in yourself the closer we walk with Christ and cling to him on the cross is a beautiful place to be with your identity, that your identity is in Christ. Yeah. Paul talked about that in, in the book of Second Corinthians about his life. And I'm just going to share these verses. It says, we're hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Yeah. Perplexed, but not in despair. Mm-hmm. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Yeah, and and the big challenge that comes from that is, um, and we didn't even get to this here. And there's a whole chunk of this is how do I deal with my anger towards God? And I want to say it's okay mm-hmm. to be angry with God. Mm-hmm. Re- the Book of Job is yeah. about those 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 kind of things mm-hmm. where there's a struggle that takes place. Mm-hmm. But here's a, a fact: when we walk through our grief, though. There's a choice that's made. Do we walk closer with God mm-hmm. or are we going to walk further away from him? Mm-hmm. When we walk closer with him, mm-hmm. we receive these benefits and the blessings that the Holy Spirit just gives us. And what Matthew 5 talks about is blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Mm-hmm. If we start walking away from God, we lose mm-hmm. that blessing, the benefit Mm-hmm. seeing some of those things that God is wanting to pour out mm-hmm. into us. Mm-hmm. I, I, I give people so much credit and I know this is so terribly difficult is to, after they've experienced loss mm-hmm. and this could be any variety of loss, not just loss of a, of a death, but even like a divorce, a mm-hmm. job, things that can be even embarrassing right. that take place mm-hmm. and, and they show up yeah. to church. Yeah. They come Mm-hmm. And, and people have a struggle with like, everyone is looking at me mm-hmm. and they are, mm-hmm. but with eyes of compassion, yeah. a healthy church, a healthy place with that. And the evil one, the devil would love mm-hmm. us to believe that they're looking at you with judgment, right? 
but a healthy church won't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll look and say, we're glad you're here yep. and maybe tap you on the shoulder or give you a hug. Yep. Uh, we'll welcome you mm-hmm. into those places. Those that continue to come, even though when it's very difficult, yep. um, I think are receiving blessings that come from that. Yep. Um, but I, my hats off to those individuals. There's a biblical reference of that of, of David when his son dies, mm-hmm. went to the house of the Lord. And, and that's a great example to it have is. because it's easy. We maybe say, I just need to sit back mm-hmm. and I need to take some time. And it's good to do that, but it's not forever. Yeah. It's not forever that say I stopped going to church. I stopped mm-hmm. attending my small group. Mm-hmm. I stopped doing the Bible study. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. We may have to push ourselves to get to those places. Yeah. But I think the Holy Spirit will, will bless you immensely. That's huge. Um, that takes place. All right. I think you're right. I think that we, we will probably reflect on some of these things as mm-hmm. we get to our two questions. Sure. So we want to get um, to these people and... Uh, I am sitting here trying to, oh, Emma. Emma is um, had a, a email sent to me, and um, she is a divorced woman who has small children, and uh, her husband and her split, she even knows maybe in the long run that this is an okay thing, but she is stuck grieving just the loss of what she had hoped. Mm-hmm. Like her hopes and dreams were so around this life together. And so I know there's probably listeners who have been through the same thing if a divorce <clears throat> and is it the Christmases to come that won't be and the, you know, having maybe even just going to things and, and having it look like a family and you feeling mm-hmm. like you are the kids that don't have a mom and dad together or whatever. But do you want to speak to yeah. this person? Yeah, absolutely. And that that's a... One is it's it's okay, and it's it's very common to to name that to say I'm grieving that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've seen that called the the death of expectations. Yeah, where where there may not be a specific death that happens, but the expectations that we have had for our life, mm-hmm. and we say that's not going to happen right now. Mm-hmm. This is the way life is looking, mm-hmm. and and if we give ourselves permission to say life is kind of a patchwork quilt. Yeah. Not one piece is the same. Mm-hmm. Not one life, not one family is exactly the same. And the beauty lies within of seeing that greater and bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's looking at that, identifying mm-hmm. um, what it is. This is the way we do family. Mm-hmm. Striving to have as good of relationship as you can with mm-hmm. you know, the father of your children, mm-hmm. so they don't feel um, that struggle. Yeah, that's that can be there, but yeah. there's there's a good, healthy relationship that's taking place. But there will be times where you may be together as a family, mm-hmm. and you might be all by yourself. Yeah, and that's being solid on whose rock you stand and that's the yes. rock of Jesus Christ that mm-hmm. the identity identity is in is in him. Mm-hmm. The other part is that continuous hope that takes place of the blessing that mm-hmm. that that Jesus gives to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, I you know, plans yeah. I have plans for you. Yeah. And plans to give you hope and a future. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was said, you know, to a community that was 
was not at home. They, yeah. they didn't have a home mm-hmm. and it felt really discombobulated and it felt really funny and odd. And here God says, you know, through, through the prophet Jeremiah says, I have plans for you. Mm-hmm. And it's holding on to those plans mm-hmm. that may include marriage yep. again someday, mm-hmm. or it may mean just following and cheering on your children and yeah. watching them and, yeah. and going and being parts of those things, identifying that I think is, is really, really, really important good. to focus on. I think so too. Um, Emma, I, I just got done listening to Pastor Mark say, you know, give you your time, do one thing at a time, but I also don't want to leave without kind of life coaching or giving you some things to think on and you don't have to do all these, but yeah, um, like we're saying, you know, really getting yourself close to God, um, partnering your life with God, making sure that that's your focus and your identity through Christ and not a divorced mom or um, uh, or a mom of children who doesn't have a dad at home or however you want to view yourself. But, um, you know, really um, getting to the word, um, trying to find some Bible verses that just bring you comfort. Really think about what it is that um, gives you the 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 toughest feeling is it sadness over recognize your feeling is it sadness over the loss or is it a little bit of hurt um anger over the 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 way it's not gonna be or is it um worry because the kids won't have a dad but figure out what that that thing is that's bugging you and then get to the word and find verses that maybe match up with that and then like um, Pastor Mark was saying, you know, we can find joy and peace. Well, those are fruits of the Spirit. And so really calling on the Holy Spirit to walk alongside you um, can really help. And and so, I don't know, you can go to um, my, you can go to my website and there's a couple different podcasts on trying to hear the voice of God and trying to um, be in tune to the Holy Spirit around you and do things like that. But we're going to move on now. We're both going to tuck you, Emma. We're going to remember your name. We're going to tuck you in our prayers, and we're going to move on to David. So, David, um, we have about three minutes left. We want to get to your question. So, you have a two-year-old toddler that died, and um, it, and it's you and your wife, um, but I know she's struggling um, and I'm sure you are too, but, um, so the question is, you know, just how do we move through this and to no age, no age is, is right. Um, days old is horrible. So, um, what can we offer? We've talked a lot about these things, but I think th- just hearing that story is, is one that puts lumps in my throat I know. because, the loss of a child, uh, the loss of expectation of so much that we have been dreaming and hoping and planning for. Mm-hmm. We get a great glimpse of what that beautiful life is going to look like. And then it's for things that we can't even answer mm-hmm. is then um, passes away. Mm-hmm. And so our, our sympathy and our hearts break for families that mm-hmm. go through uh the loss of a child, mm-hmm. um, death really comes, you know, rarely is it welcomed mm-hmm. you know, unless it's, it's towards the end of life when we see the struggle that, that the individual's going through. Right. But even then we don't like to let go of our, no. our, our loved ones mm-hmm. by any means. And so if we're finding difficulty in mm-hmm. that, it's okay to yep. do so because Permission. it's so much part of our life mm-hmm. that 
that is who we are. Yeah. We have a great love for our families, for our wives, for our husbands, for our children. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's very important just to keep that individual as part of your family. Yeah. As, as long good. as forever. If they want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, as part of that. Yeah. That's, that's always part of their mix. Okay. Is their, their child is still a member of their family. Mm-hmm. And that's the, uh, the important thing to, to hold on to that. The other is just, it's going to take a lot of time. Yeah. But, but God walks with us through that in the, the book of Isaiah, when you walk through the fire. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the death of a child is that fire. Yep. He says, I'll be with you. You won't be burned. Mm-hmm. I'll protect you. Mm-hmm. I'll walk with you through that time. That's really good. Okay, so guys, we are down to about 30 seconds. We want to leave you with a couple tidbits here. Um, basically, um, David, before I get you off the phone, um, you were you were talking about or off the connection here, but you were talking about your wife. And um, when another person is involved like that, I always want to make sure that there's no worry of fault. And um, sometimes I think when children pass, you know, we feel so responsible for them. And it's a little different than when it's um, an older person going through that. And, and um, you know, God um, doesn't work that way. He doesn't blame and he doesn't, he, he knows the whole story, the whole picture. And we can just rest in that, um, that whatever you could do to reassure your wife, all these things, it's okay to take the time she needs. It's okay to, um, do all these things. Pastor Mark told us. And then also to just constant reassurance of, of don't go the, don't go the route of fault. If that happens to be the case. All right, we are done. I want you guys to please tune in next week on living life within the sweet spot. And I got to stop and thank you, Pastor Mark. This has been fabulous. I really appreciate it. You guys, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning into living within the sweet spot. Please join your host, Nikki Klegel, next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next program, invite abundance into your life and live a happier, fuller, and more successful life than ever before.